Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It was a few weeks ago that Budweiser beer, about five, six weeks ago, they, uh, they, they you remember this story? Bud sent out a few cases of their beer to a trans influencer named Dylan Mulvaney, and she posted a photo of herself with Bud, and all hell broke loose. People boycotted it. Kid Rock shot it up with his AK-47. Very tasteful, considering it was right in the midst of a rash of highly publicized mass shootings in the U.S. But anyway, that's another story. It caused a stink, this Budweiser campaign. Two executives actually had to take a leave of absence. Uh, apparently, it, it affected sales. So you think Miller Lite would have learned something. But no, they're wading in with a campaign which perhaps they're probably hoping will cause uh, a big stir. It's a new ad targeting sexism in beer ads. Here's, here's a little taste of that ad. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Look at this shit. Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. That's comedian and actor Alana Glazer. She was in Broad City. Very, very funny. Uh, the spot goes on uh, to Miller's. They just call it the bad shit to good shit campaign, which involves turning old advertising material into compost, feeding that to worms, using the resulting fertilizer to grow hops and donating those crops to women brewers. And the stuff there, the old advertising material is the classic old sexist beer ads. But the message has angered many on social media who are now calling for a boycott of the Molson Coors product, which is Miller Lite. And Nushin Warren is a marketing professor at the University of Arizona Eller College of Management who specializes in the use of political messaging. Thanks for being here, Nushin. Sure, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, first of all, the the fact that that it's controversial to point out that the history of beer advertising has been somewhat sexist. The fact that that is controversial is hilarious to me, but I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, well, um, I want to first to answer that very shortly. I don't think these are this particular issue is political. Rather, it's a cultural change response. And... Um, to point that out, I want to just say there are three points I'm going to make. I try to um, answer them, explain them quickly. So okay. one is that these marketing actions are mostly business decisions and inevitable because of cultural changes. And it, this type of actions also happen in other business strategies, for, for instance, finance, if there are changes in economy. They're just less publicized and less understandable due to their intricacies. 
And also, um, the most important part is how should firms manage these actions? And it's interesting, as you just said, and I read constantly, is that people ask, did Miller Lite not learn from Bud Lite? The, the point here is that Miller Lite actually unveiled this ad before Bud Lite. Oh, really? It just didn't get publicized. It happened in March for Women's History Month, which actually makes that ad more relevant. And then April 1st was then when Bud Light did, did their ad. But because of the hype that happened in the beer industry advertisements, this ad resurfaced, uh, which is interesting. And I actually believe that Miller Light learned something from Bud Light and learned it well, which was how to react to this backlash. Right. Bud Light put their um, decision makers for this ad on leave, which then made backlash from conservative older consumers, backlash from liberal um, younger consumers who didn't buy it anymore. The the ad, perfect. Whereas Miller Lite, as of now, is standing by um, with their decision makers and their um, marketing um, executives, which is at least make them. Um, not lose one side that they were targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, so how much do you think these ads are made to stoke the controversy, and how much are these ads sincerely just meant to make a a good point, a cultural good point? I think both, and there is a reason for it. Um, generally, I think companies are realizing that when culture is changing for survival in the long run, they have to respond to it because um, culture changes happen with newer generations coming in. And wanted or not, or I don't know if this might offend our older generations, but the reality is that the market of consumers that are older is dwindling and the market of new generation is coming in. And that's the job of firms to understand. And that's the way they survive that, okay, I need to pay attention more to my potential consumers coming in because inevitably I'm going to lose my older and more loyal consumers at some point in time. Now, our newer generations, even male consumers, which, again, I read a lot that people say, don't you see that beer is a male dominant consumer market? And then you're trying to alienate male consumers. In reality, is that male consumers that come from newer generations are raised and also work in a different environment that older generations did. So the way they're looking at objectifying female or generally women role is different. So the way different their response is going to be different. Um, so what, that is the part that is business. So we want potential consumers to come in. And these are also consumers for firms uh, that are, one, predominantly male consumers like Gillette that did it several years ago. And now beer is that consumers are moving towards more local small businesses. They're moving towards craft beer. Mm-hmm. So we need to be able to to position ourselves in a way that we also have the same value. So that is the business part. The actual value part, I think, comes from the fact that firms are now more uh, inclined to or maybe even legally concerned to promote and hire women or other minorities in higher level management, which when they come in, now it's a true value that they want to pay attention to. Um, So I think it both goes hand in hand. 
Right. Yeah, it's it's an interesting commercial and uh, it's it's quite funny. We're speaking with Nushin Warren, a marketing professor at the University of Arizona about political advertising and all these advertisements that come out and uh, just cause outrage among people. And uh, it's often older people who are outraged. But we did get a text uh, that said, OMG, meaning O for O. M, millennials, and G, grow up. So I guess he, this person, I, I don't know why I automatically assumed it was a he, but it was uh, somebody who said OMG stands for uh, O, millennials, grow up. But I'm not sure if that's really the case. And uh, you may agree with me here, Nushin, uh, talking about young people, because it's often the older people who seem to be outraged by this sort of, these newer ideas. For example, this Miller Lite ad that uh, targets sexism in beer advertising. Um, sure. One, um, I want to point out that when I say mostly older generation, um, and as you said, I, I agree with you that older generation are the, the main group that are enraged or upset about such ads. This does not mean that I ignore a large group of younger people and in young generations that have conservative values and they also are upset. Mm-hmm. But businesses that, uh, kind of like a number game, right? So the way that businesses look and estimate their target market is where is the most largest number of consumers coming in. So I'm not ignoring the larger, uh, the group of um, younger consumers that might be upset, but the reality is that the proportion of younger people um, that are upset is a lot lower. Um, we have more older generations that are enraged. Now, you did ask me why we have this enraging culture now coming in. Right, this outrage I think, machine. Mm-hmm. I think that if you look at history, historically change happens when society or a large segment of society are um, set up and they are enraged and there's an outrage happening and then there's a push for change. Now, generally speaking, that has been a liberal leaning and progressive change happening. And because for a long time, a status quo was conservative leaning, there was no need for outrage in the conservative group. Uh, But now it seems that the liberal changes are rapidly happening. The status quo, previous status quo is not a status quo anymore. So kind of following the same approach, you need outrage. That to become publicized, to push for um, another type of change, or basically going back to what was the older, the old values, and because it's still in media, in journalism, in many places, the older generations are the main decision makers. Um, that is going to be what we see in public news or public media. The difference is that that there's going to be a war between that and then social media that is mainly um, held by younger generations. Right. And you kind of make it sound like a positive thing that that uh, the the sort of backlash is often for good. Uh, and for example, this this commercial is is trying to shine a light on the traditional sort of sexist advertising of mm-hmm. beer. Um, but what about things like like I, I think of Kid Rock? shooting up a Mm -hmm. bunch of beer cans with his AK-47. That seems Mm -hmm. to me almost like 
uh, Kid Rock making a commercial for himself. It doesn't seem like it's particularly progressive. It's more like that's just his brand and he's getting his brand out there. It's almost like more advertising to me. Um, one, I think that backlash, uh, I don't think backlash is favorable. I think it's inevitable. And when you do the whole meaning of controversy or political, um, ads is that they're partisan, right? So there is controversy, there is going to be backlash. Is backlash good for some people, firm itself, and then people like Kid Rock that they can actually use that for publicity? Maybe, I'm not saying that he does because I don't know his intentions, but I'm just saying that there is a an opportunity for publicity when such things happen, it also might be that they're truly, they want to entice people who agree with them. So they have conservative values. They want to make it the voice loud and give other people who are upset permission to get involved and be upset. The reality is that businesses know this. There is no way that you're making an ad in this time and day when Gillette already did it and now you are doing it and you think that there's not going to be a backlash. Firms know that. But in decision-making, you need to look at costs and then benefits. And it seems that firms are looking at a little bit ahead of time and see that benefit, or at least expect it. Can they all be wrong? I mean, it's possible. I don't think the possibility is very high. So do you think the future of uh, consumerism is that uh, products will be either on the left or the right? Because I think of Chick-fil-A in the United States, the, mm -hmm. the sandwich place, clearly identified yeah. as a right-wing leaning company. Maybe Tesla even now, you know, that is now mm -hmm. aligned with Elon Musk. And maybe that's yeah. starting to be considered right-wing. And then other things are left-wing. Do you think that we're just going to see more and more of this? I, again, I look at it historically. I look at the time that women's rights was new or in the United States, the racial equality to some extent at the time that happened was very new. That was the time that this issue is very controversial and partisan and maybe even firms would get involved. It was less firms because there was a culture of business should stay away from politics. However, all of those controversies at that level died down through history. Right. So because people get used to it, also, again, newer generation are not even facing what was there before. They're facing the new um, culture. So even now, I think that that's where we are. We are in a transition that, yes, for a while, ads are going to be um, problem ad media, people, social media. They're all going to be a lot of controversy polarized. But as time moves, moves on and the, these changes become more of a status quo, the controversy of these are going to die down. And then we have to look for newer changes coming in and newer platforms. Because 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we didn't know that social media is going to be, Twitter is going to be a place that all these discussions happen. We don't know what the 20 years from now is going to bring. 
Yeah, and I guess these social media platforms allow for these advertisers to be a bit more irre- irreverent, like this Miller Light, this sort of bad shit, good shit. They use that word, and yes. and and it's clearly something that's going to probably live on the internet as opposed to regular television. So I guess it's only going to become more uh, intense. Yes. So even even if you look at that word and the way that the, the um, narrative is, right, it's clearly talking to newer generations. Um, our older generations generally were, I would put it, politer. They would not use profanities or curse words. Younger generations do more. So these are all, to me, signs that these ads are not targeted for the old consumers. And because now social media is a lot less restrictive about what you can say, what words you can use. Obviously, it's going to give them this not free reign, but at least a lot looser um, limitations to go there. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.